Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monkey Flip Podcast. This is, uh, what, episode 12 are we on now? I believe it is 12. Cool. We're, we're still doing this. Uh, we have a special guest in the studio today. He is Hank Calhoun. He's a prof- he was a professional wrestler, retired now. Uh, for how many years? How many? Like 20, 15, somewhere around uh, there? Like 19, 20. 19, 20 years, somewhere around in there. It's the first time on the show. I mean, we love this guy. And uh, that's why we invite him, because, you know, if we hate you, we won't invite you to the show, because that makes sense, right? <laughs> uh, but before we get started today, I have to stop the show. I have to be in a somber mood right now, because I, I owe the entire wrestling world an apology. So I'm going to start off like that. And, and this stems from a, tw- a tweet that I put out, and uh, I am very sorry for this Um there was a segment on AEW that was Chris Jericho and uh, MJF, and they did a song and dance number. And the, it started out like this. Uh, they were talking about steak, and MJF said that he was going to require a 20-ounce porterhouse, and he needed that sucker to be well done. Well, that is a tall order. Cause you know, a 20 ounce porterhouse, well done. That's going to be a long time before you're getting that steak, dude. So that's a big steak to be getting well done. So I decided I'd put a funny tweet out there and I said, 20 ounce porterhouse, well done. Wow. Uh, and then I used some wrestling terms and I said, this steak has been scheduled for a 15 hour time limit. And then I used another industry term that it denotes that it's going to take every bit of that 15 hours and it was just one word, and it was Broadway. Um, so, yeah, that's that whole thing that they did. That was my fault. I, I apologize. Um, I haven't quite figured out how to use this newfound power for good. <laughs> but with uh, great power comes great responsibility. Because as soon as I put Broadway, I was sitting back. Because I'm a mark for myself, right? So I'm reading my tweet, and I'm like, I'm enjoying it. It's like Broadway. Because I really did just dot Broadway, right? Because that's what you would do if you were saying it. And I, I was trying to do that, and I looked up, and I thought that Chris Jericho and, and MJF, uh, the, the picture had frozen. Because they both had these shit-eating grins on their face, and they've got their hand in their <laughs> palm, and they're grinning at each other. And I'm like... What did I do? I'm looking to see if I clicked a button or something. And then they just started singing. <laughs> and I'm I, 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 the next thing I want to try is like, I'm going to find somebody I hate and maybe put like dot future endeavor at the end of their <laughs> stuff and see if it, I can really work this out. Maybe I could do some stuff for good. But anyway, I, I sincerely apologize for the people that had to watch that and um, T's and P's. T's, T's and P's for everybody that uh, had to watch that. Anyway, we're done. We're going to go on to something uh, more positive right now. Got in the studio here with me, as always, and my partner, Hammer. Hello, guys. And uh, our, our wonderful producer, uh, Sheila, my, my beautiful wife of 28, 20, We've been 30. married for 24. 24? Like every episode, you want to add years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's that say about what you're doing <laughs> to him? <laughs> It feels like it. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, right? It's been, and this is kayfabe. I mean, we could tell you we've been together sixty years. And we're not sixty, but we totally nobody knows this. They can guess. I, I mean, the majority of our audience probably knows who we are. Maybe so. No, we Maybe. can't really. Yeah, but our new special guest here we have Hank Calhoun. Uh, Hank Calhoun is somebody that uh, we've watched from the beginning. 
watch the uh, watch them grow up and then you take it take it over and go and even when these two old dudes decided that they don't like fake body parts and decided to not <laughs> wrestle anymore uh he came up and retired a few times as you do yeah, in, in you professional know, wrestling it happens and uh he's here to help the show along give his thoughts on some of the wrestling that we've been going on today yeah he decided he wanted some fake body parts he wanted to keep doing it yeah there yeah. you go there you go so yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, here, here, here's where I'll put the pressure on. What do you got to say? The Jericho shit was ridiculous. That's I mean, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that was That's ridiculous. my point of it. That shit was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole week was just full of things that shouldn't be in a wrestling show. There was a rock concert. There was a guy Millie Vanilli in a guitar. Yeah. Um, well, well, two of them actually. Yeah, two of them. Uh, there was uh, anyway, what was it? There was something on SmackDown. Oh, and and wrestlers just quitting. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm, I'm, yeah. I can appreciate I'm that. Out. I've been in I've been in the ring with people that did that, and we never saw them again. They're just like, "Fucking, I'm done. Yep. I'm not coming back." Usually, it was because one of us, but yeah. <laughs> but that was good. Uh, although the Shorty G thing is like, what? How am I supposed to get behind this? I mean, you're jobbing out as Shorty G. You're just going to job out as Chad Gable. What's the point? Right. Um, I mean, because he's like four foot tall and. There will never be a Keebler Elfin champion. It's not going to happen. Um, I, I do I do like the whole thing where he just kept talking up Kurt Angle and then referred to himself at the end oh, of yeah. it. Yeah, the whole time it was like, uh, Olympic champion, Kurt Angle. <laughs> I just kept <laughs> Kurt Angle after everything he said. And it fit all the way up to the end when he said Chad Gable. I was like, oh, okay. I got you. Cool, that's the distinction. So just uh, Jericho, anything else you, you hated about this week? We, we just watched a replay of uh, all of the shows with the exception of SmackDown. And uh, I kept all the juicy bits in, so we've we've been agonizing over that. So anything else you, you've got? Be, but it doesn't have to be negative. Put somebody over. It'll be great. I don't know. You don't know? Uh, There's nothing good happening in wrestling right I now? I mean, eh. So I've I've come to the some conclusion. Some is good, some is bad, and some is just not shouldn't be on there. Right. Well, it's not wrestling; it's a variety show. Like I, yeah, I, I feel pretty, that pretty much now. Yeah, it's how uh, it feels. Yeah. Jericho, I, I would love to watch him wrestle. That would be good. I really like Sammy Guevara's body language. So he does really good with body language. Yes. It works out pretty well. I even liked his love actually thing that he he was doing with the signs during the. Pitcher and pitcher, uh, yeah. as they always refer to. It the that's show. that's my. I just mess with the way Jr. says it. So the way I do it. So I just do it for everybody. But yeah, I I enjoyed that because he he does that very well. And before you get on my ass and talk about me being cruel because of Jr.'s uh, Bell's palsy, that's not why he says it that way. It's not Bell's palsy. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it, what that is. It's his Oklahoma is why he says pitcher and pitcher. Uh, so I, I'm good with I'm good with that. I'd never make fun of That's not true. I wouldn't make fun of <laughs> You lie. I'm a, I'm a liar. I wouldn't make fun of it. I'm that dude. Only to friends, though. Or on a national, or not a national. Could be national. Anybody know. It is actually it is, international. Yeah, international. <laughs> uh, there are people from uh, Australia that have watched this it's show. Watched this show? Listened. Listened, listened to, to this yeah. show? I mean, they might have watched a little bit of it if they went to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, the YouTube clip. Hmm? I watched That's some true. of the clips. The, the ones that I was messing with the hammer, oh, yeah. was telling me he was dumber than the dog. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I feel like dumbest guy in the room. Well, the dog's here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted to put that up there for, but it's really just hard to edit out, edit uh, a show and a um, video, and still have a forty to sixty hour a week job, which sucks. You just need to make more time, Bill. I do. I need to manufacture time somehow. So, I mean, let's, let's get with uh, standard interview questions for our guest here, uh, which 
I know I'm looking at you, but you didn't make any questions for us this week, so we are woefully unprepared, even worse than we usually are. Well, not only that, but I definitely didn't make an interview question. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so, so the first question I would have for you is like looking back on your career from 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 the end to the beginning. What do you feel was your greatest accomplishment? I think just being able to go in at some place that I had never been before and earning the trust to be the top guy. Yeah. Because I I knew I wasn't going to be the top guy at the place where we were all at. So when I started going out, I'd just go out and I had that chip on my shoulder. Like, mm. this motherfucker don't want me to be the top guy, but I know I can be the top guy. I proved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the BMF shit. Sure. I proved that, and he didn't want to roll with it. So I was like, fuck it. It's I'm going to go get booked somewhere else. Yeah. I'm not going to be stuck here. Right. I'm going to go out. I'm going to make a name for myself, and that's what I fucking did. Like, there you go. didn't matter. And uh, a lot of the places, I had different tag partners. I had different tag partners at four different feds, mm-hmm. and we were the champs at four different feds. Right. So I, I stole Hammer's little thing, and instant tag champ just had partner yeah yeah that that's it that's yeah. and he says it much better than i do every time i fumble over it <laughs> like instant tag champ just add water <laughs> make any fucking sense. <laughs> but yeah i went over to the place in kokomo and they seen he saw something in me and yeah. he made me the top guy and i ran with that shit for over a year and the way i lost it was kind of a bullshit but oh no let's it, talk it, about it, that it let's is go what ahead. it is yeah I mean, it's politics that's okay. all it is it was okay. politics and i quit being the ass kisser because he was lying to us and because his ass wasn't worth kissing yeah, yeah absolutely i feel you like a lot of promoters out there you yeah. know i think at chrw i know a lot of people didn't like damien but he was my friend and when he started that fed I went up and he never would have a story. Like he would never. I'd be like, "What am I doing?" Well, you know, why? Why do you not have a story for me? Like you brought me in to be one of your top guys. Why do you not have a story? So I made my own story, mm-hmm. and I created the uh, Southern Alliance, and we ran with that shit. I finally got put over for the in what he called the industrial title, which was like the intercontinental, like the secondary title. Sure, and. uh I ran with that shit, and that shit got old. Mm-hmm. And I had him kick me out and make me the baby face, and then I ran baby face with Damien, and mm-hmm. me and him were the top good guys. And then uh, all that, eventually I had a change in character, and I started doing the whole handsome Hank thing. Okay. And, uh, God, I wish you guys could have seen some of that I shit. wish I, I could have seen oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that was some of my best work, I think. Yeah? yeah. Dude, dude. So was it the ironic thing? Is that the gimmick you're playing? Ironic, handsome? I was not going to say that, but. Well, you, you know. And uh, my, <laughs> my king, Mike king, king was in my group. Yeah. And, I love that dude. Oh, dude. That's a great dude. He is. And uh, I just took that shit and ran with it. And every time a story would end, I'd be like, Damien, what am I doing? Whatever you want to do, man. And I could bring him an idea and fucking run with it. Are you kidding me? I don't have to book? You can take it? Cool. He uh, booked me and Just Justin in a fucking cage match. And I told him, I was like, how are we doing this? Because I was the champ. And he's like, oh, you both are going to climb over the top and you're both going to hit each other off the cage and fall through the table at the same time. 
That's that's what's fucked. I'm scared of heights. You want me to fucking <laughs> find this cage? Oh yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I talked to Justin, and me and Justin worked that shit out. He's like, Jeremy, I'll hold on to you the whole fucking time. Right. The whole time. Don't worry. I'll have you. Okay. Do the whole spiel. We're on the outside. I look at him, and I said, on three. All right. One, two, three. Bash each other's heads, and both of us hugged each other like we never hugged before. (laughs) Both crashed through exactly the same time. Yeah. Like, couldn't have been any any more perfect. Fast forward a couple shows, three-way match. Me, Damien, Justin. Yeah. This motherfucker, two weeks before the show. Hey, man, we're going to have a scaffold match. Oh, shit. (laughs) Motherfucker, I am scared of heights. (laughs) Not to mention the fact, shit. I am not climbing a fucking scaffold. Yeah. You can't make me climb a scaffold. Well, if you're going to be the champ, you got to climb the scaffold. Matt Collins was my manager at the time, and he's like, Oh, don't worry, Hank. Well, I'll I'll come up with something, and he sure the fuck did. Yeah, we're in the match. They're fighting up on the top towards the top of the scaffold. Right. I'm on the ground, bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I don't want to climb this fucking scaffold. Right. And, I, and Matt's like, "You can do it." So I'm slowly crying as I'm <laughs> as I'm climbing, <laughs> and uh, I finally say, "Fuck it." I'm going to get on the top rope, hold on to the scaffold, and I'm going to walk across the top rope, taker style. Yeah. And they're fighting. I grab the belt and pull them off. And that's how we end up finishing finish that match. Yeah. Like, so you never had to get on the scaffold at all. No, I got two steps yeah. and then looked over and was like, fuck this. And got off <laughs> the top rope and I just all across the top rope, grabbed the strap, pulled them off. Without a hitch. There you go. So, so the the point of the scaffold match was to be thrown off of the scaffold to lose. Yeah, well, no, because they had the belt. We had to get up there, get the belt, and get down. Oh, got you. Okay, so it was like a mix of a ladder match, scaffold match. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, it was crazy shit with Damien. Yeah. Like, ever, everything. Yeah, just whoever hit the ground first with the belt. They won, won. it. Gotcha. So, so I yanked them off. They f- took the big bumps and... I laughed and got <laughs> down, and that was that. Yeah. And then there was one bad time when it was uh, me and Justin Hart when we were doing the whole Cool Heart Society shit. We were the tag champs. Had a ladder match for the belts. Dumbass me. Beating the guys up on the outside. Justin comes out on the apron. I look up. Fuck it. The guys are on the table. Powered by my partner through the table. Who's supposed to climb the ladder and get the fucking belt? <laughs> I guess you had to climb the fucking ladder and, you and get, have the to get up there. And now you're up there. It's like, oh, one yep. more step. Oh, my God. I, I made the referee hold the ladder. I had Damien, who was doing commentary, like, you, come here now. And he'd come in and held the ladder. I climbed up, grabbed the belts, and that was that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's also, it also worked, though. I mean, I mean. Yeah, so you... Yeah, we were the heels. We were the heels. Yeah. I mean, it really didn't matter. It seems like the whole point of all of those matches were to get you over your fear of heights. Yeah, and it didn't (laughs) work. Or to kill you. Or to kill you. Yes, or to kill kill you, yeah. (laughs) To kill me. (laughs) Yeah, that's a... So your your biggest achievement was going in and and proving proving to people that you could be that guy. Um, What was the worst... Part. I mean, because you know, you know me. I, I'm I'm more happy about the bad shit than I am about the good shit. I mean, you guys have listened to this podcast. You know that. Right. 
So what was the worst part? I'm going to say politics, but yeah, there were times that I used the politics to help me. Mm -hmm. But I never did. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, we're all we're all fucking friends. All three of us did the same thing. Yep. It it is what it is. It is. Like yep. if you want to be the fucking top guy, you're gonna do what you need to do to be the top guy. Thank and you. It is how it is. For the most part, yeah. And yeah, I played the politic game, but not as much as some of these yeah, so these I, young guys, man, they have no respect for anything that anybody in front of them did. And I can honestly say we were like, like that. No, no, you guys, you guys were excellent when you I was coming up. Like, like you guys were asses to me, but I, I get it. I was the new guy. I took that shit. You guys weren't as hard on me as Chris, but fuck uh, Chris. Chris, <laughs> Chris needed somebody. He needed somebody to to be that guy too because he was in the business before I was, and right. I was like that to him on some some occasions. And when we're talking about politics. You know, you gotta play the game. If you're gonna be the swinging dick in the locker room, you gotta get your dick out and swing it. And oh, he always did too. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Bring, bring that dude out, and that's the way it goes. Um, that's but at least the reason he, why I never visited like, the. At least he didn't put it on your shoulder. Fuck yeah, you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bob. Dusty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of us had a penis on their shoulder. <laughs> it's like somebody walked up, put it on there. Like, how you doing? Put his penis on his shoulder. I Nowadays, was eye to eye. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that when you found out he had the Prince Albert? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you were trying to avoid looking at it. Yeah. Because he pulled it out, and I'm just like, you got a a spike through your dick. What's up with that? Yeah, I had my back to the door, and he comes to the door, and then... He just put it around on his shoulder. (laughs) Which is something that would get you ostracized from any uh, wrestling organization now. Oh, Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying, hey, that's a good thing that we should allow, but it was funny. (laughs) It was fucking funny. And I wouldn't have allowed it for probably anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody else put their dick on me, they probably wouldn't give it back. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, especially if it had, like, a barbell through it you (laughs) could grab a hold of. I mean, uh, it's a moment of silence for Jeff Hardy's ears. (laughs) Oh, dude, I about threw up. Stretched out rubber band. The wife wife was like, Jeremy, he's going to rip his ear apart. And I was like. Yeah, it might happen. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna lie, I was waiting for it. I mean, oh, it may yeah, be sick, but I want to come. She has hers gauge, yeah. So she's just like, oh, I can only imagine. That I big? was like, no, not that big. I was gonna say we could probably put this microphone through Jeff Hardy's ears. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he could be our mic stand, just shove it right the fuck in there and say, stop moving your head, goddamn. No, don't. Quit no, I don't. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, like this fucking great radio, isn't it? <laughs> We're all do, we're all doing the Jeff Hardy dance for all the people. Not, well, not all, all of us. us. <laughs> Just you. Yeah. That was in great. Chris's defense, though. I mean, Fuckers. he was he. Well, yeah, he was he was an ass to me, and when I was still coming up, I had gotten the uh, extreme belt, mm-hmm. and on a Wednesday show, he comes to me and he's like. Well, he always told me, oh, you'll never beat Bob. Da, 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 da. You'll never beat Bob. Yeah. Wednesday show, show up, find out, oh, I'm wrestling Bob. <laughs> oh, and it's hardcore? Great. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And this is our first meeting? Oh. <laughs> that's what I get for being the champ. And yeah. I go out there, and he tells me midway through the match, after he had taken a kendo stick, 
stood over me and hit me on my inner thigh after Ouch. I thought he was going to hit me in the balls, but I had a bruise there for like a month. Yeah, because he didn't get you where he should have got you with the kendo stick. He got you with the end of it. Didn't oh he? yeah, he got me right with the end of it. Yeah, and that was on purpose because he was losing. So yeah. and he was uh, a dick. Yeah, and then yeah. he threw the kendo stick like everybody always threw the kendo stick. Get it the fuck out of there yep. so you don't get that receipt. Yep. Exactly. And uh, he put me over. I appreciated it, and I told him I said I thought you, I thought I was never beating you. He's like, yeah, well, you're the champ. Yeah, like, you know why that happened? You. <laughs> Because they were like, well, we're going to put Chris in with, with Hank, and Chris is going to win. No, he's not. Yeah, it don't make well, 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 it Why? It's like it doesn't make any fucking sense. He just won the goddamn thing. Why Why would you do that? I mean, why give it to him as a placeholder for fucking Bob? Because at that point, he was basically just bouncing in and out of storylines. Right. And I think it was when he right before he picked up the Christopher Steele gimmick, and he was still with Bob being B.O.B., the best mm-hmm. of the best Bob. And he just kept bouncing into other people's storylines because there was nothing that creatively that we could do with that guy anymore. So when the concept was brought, because Jason would come to uh, the, the arena and he would have a layout of the way things were going to go. Right. And then we'd all look at it and we go, eh, let's do this, right? That's some of the politicking you're talking about. Right. But it would be, yeah, we want a better show than this. We, we don't want... I mean, I think you can remember this because there was one time that I took great umbrage. I wasn't there when everything was discussed. I got there late. I looked at the the sheet, and I saw you versus what was he going as? It was Justin, but what was he going as at that anarchy? point? Uh, yeah, it was Anarchy. Yeah. You versus Anarchy, and it was in a hardcore match. And I was like, "You, you and Anarchy are doing a hardcore match," and you said, "Yeah," and I was like, "Why?" And you said, "Well, we just want to do a hardcore match," and I was like. That's just fucking dumb. And I, and I threw a fucking fit about it. It stayed. You guys did the match. Yeah. But I was like, if you guys were going to put my, my point of view on that was if you guys were going to put that level of effort into doing something, why don't we put effort into building, building it, it to up. make it something that somebody wants to see right. instead of just having a hardcore match? Well, this is like your, your first, your second year in a business or right. some shit like yeah. that. So I'm like, just seeing something that wants somebody wants to see, you're getting the match over, not the people in the match over. And you didn't really have to get Justin over that much because Justin was over. Yeah, he was one of those little. Been, he'd have been over. Yeah, yeah. What's that? What's the the thing from Airheads? Gets more handle. It gets his hand on more bumper than a body shop worker. I, I don't remember. They just loved the dude <laughs> because do. he was in there with that tag team. They did, and then we had Hank. It was still homeless Hank at the yeah. time when you were doing the homeless gimmick, mm-hmm. and it kind of fit a little bit because you'd always bring the shopping cart full so of weapons and shit. Nothing. So it right. worked. But at the same point, I saw. That being what took you into that's all you are. You come out with the weapons and you use the weapons. Not a hor- not not a great gimmick. It, right. It's it's not going to get you over at all. It's not going to get homeless Hank over at all. What's going to get homeless Hank over is going to be that lovable dude that rolls in from under the ring because that's where he slept that night. <laughs> that's the whole point right. of that thing. It wasn't my gimmick either. It right. was somebody else's gimmick, and I was like, hey, let's 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 roll that in. That was the basis for the cheeseburger on a pole match, right? Because no one else wanted the fucking thing; they just wanted to win. You wanted the cheeseburger right. that worked out well. <laughs> yes, I said cheeseburger on a pole match. Fuck off. It fucking happened. <laughs> it did. It did happen, and the right person won. And that's the way he that got goes. Fed. That's he got right. fed. We even had him take a bite out of it before. So when it opened up, it looked like we pulled it right out of the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, everybody legit was like, oh, don't eat that. 
Is that a maggot? There's Didn't maggots you sit on down in the, in the ring and eat it? Yeah. In the middle of the ring <laughs> and ate that shit. Cross-legged dead in the middle <laughs> of the ring and just ate that cheeseburger. That was good stuff. I had good direction from Bill. Yeah. <laughs> it was good, though. It was. Yeah, it was just sit down right in the middle of that motherfucker and eat it. And we had to do something on a pole because everybody was doing something on a pole. Yeah, so yeah we, we didn't have no crack. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have yeah. a crack on a bowl. So we did have crackhead. Hey, back, have- at, back, right. back at that time, I probably would have done it for that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the crack. It's like no cheeseburger. Throw crack in there too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's I understand your your thing with the politics, and we played the game, and we had to play the game. I mean, it was either that or just I think I think um, a lot of what happened to get over was that politic game for for us to have those people showing up every week. If we didn't do that. I, I think we would have just been like, hey, this is just wrestling matches over and over again. I don't think it would have worked as well. I think also a lot of guys wouldn't have kept coming if it wouldn't have been for us guys. Yeah, the, the workers. Yeah. You're talking about the workers yeah, wouldn't even wouldn't come. They wouldn't have come yeah. for the federation itself. I was a hard ass. Everybody hated me, but. Yeah, I hated you. It, huh? Like at first, like at first, I was pissed because you guys were always up there in the office and Chris, and I was just like, man. I'm never going to get anything in this <laughs> motherfucker. Like, I'm just here. I wrestle who they tell me to wrestle. You, you and then know. when I was part of that, started being part of the meetings, after I understood, and I'm yeah. like, okay. And I just, I mean, I've always wanted to tell you guys this. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys for going to bat for me. We appreciate you. you know, promoter Joe was going to fucking <laughs> Threatened to get rid of me, right. you know, and you guys went to bat for me and said, nah, give him a fucking chance. Give him the ball and let him run. See, you see what he does with it. I took the ball. I ran with that shit. I made it better, I think. Yeah. You, you didn't complain, dude. You did what you asked of I, you. I always you did what I was asked you to do. Bitch. That's yeah. exactly what I was going for. Every time that somebody says, one, the dude can work his ass off. Two, you put him in a stupid fucking gimmick, and we're pushing him every week into a stupid, stupid fucking storyline, right. and he's eating that shit up like candy. That's the dude that you want to give stuff. That's the that, guy you want to push. He's putting the ring up. He's sweeping the floor. I mean, he's doing yeah, everything. I was doing everything. He's doing everything. Yeah. And getting very little respect from the people you should be getting it from. Well, that, that's where, where I was going with. I mean, I don't want to cut you off. I want to give you as much time as possible. But that's what I was going with was that we'd show up, and there'd be a card, and we'd look at it, and we'd go, no. Well, the uh, promoter and Bob were, they'd lived together. Yeah, yeah. So they would talk about it, and yeah. they would come up with it. And we'd go in there, and we'd see it, and we'd go. And we'd crush their dreams. We'd go, right. no, <laughs> I don't think this works for us. I, th- I don't think it's good. Th- there's one time that something like that happened that bothers me, and it was one of the per- the people that I appreciate the most in the wrestling business. Uh, I'm going to call him Dusty because everybody knows him as Dusty. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Bob Cornwall, Cornwell, yeah, yeah, Cornwell. yeah. Uh, he. I learned the majority of anything that I know from that guy, just sponging up what he said, and he was just fucking awesome dude. Yep. And just listening to what he has to say, he would come back, give somebody advice, anybody else advice. I'd listen to what he was saying because that's the fucking guy. And the the worst thing that I that I ever did was we had a we had a bunch of matches, me and him, because we were lighting it up, we were doing good stuff, and it was just. We had a blow-off match. What, in my opinion, was a blow-off match. Right. It, was a, it was a submission match, and it was after we we played it up. Now it's a blow-off match. And then the next week we came in, and it was a, I look at the fucking sheet, and it's me versus Bob. And I'm like, uh, not Bob. Even Bob Cornwell, right. not, Dusty, not Dusty. Bob, best of the best. <laughs> it was me against Dusty, Dusty Bottoms right. is what the guy was. And I was like, in just a match? Why? 
because we just had a blow-off match. And it it so happened that we had this conversation in the locker room with everybody around. I was like, why? Why the fuck would we do this? We just had a blow-off match. Yes, I won, but that doesn't mean anything. He, we get, we could say, okay, he's trying to get his revenge up. Oh, he's been working on something. Let's get that going. Not just a match. The right. like six days after what we just happened. There's no fucking point in that. So I threw a fit about it, and I feel bad because he was part of that. I don't know what he feels about it. Maybe he felt the same way. He was like, right. he probably feels the promoter said do it, fucking do it, because that's right. kind of guy he was. But I felt real bad about that. I understand your the the politics thing you're working on, but you you didn't see the amount of times when somebody said when somebody quote unquote said we need to find somebody to fill this role, and the first thing came out of either my or his mouth was Hank. He was like, "Well, I don't know." What do you mean you don't know? Right, I'm there. You mean something? He's fucking there. He's out there right now, sweeping up the popcorn from last week's show. But that's almost why I believe. Hank didn't get the credit because Jason knew that he could depend on him regardless. He didn't need to push him. He didn't need yeah. to give him anything because Hank was going to take it. Don't have to, didn't have to sweeten him up. Right. Got him. Which that was your, to your detriment. You know, you, right. you were doing the right thing, and it came back to haunt you. But. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that was the point. Like, after me and Osiris had the, that string of matches where I was supposed to go over, and then the last damn second, I think it's when you guys had gotten into it or whatever. It was me and Osiris. Yeah, because I, I wasn't around much with Osiris. You guys got, yeah. Yeah. You guys had gotten into it, and promoter Joe changed it to where I wasn't getting it, uh-huh. and it was ridiculous. <laughs> and that was probably, oh, yeah, your boy? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. not getting his shit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what that was. Yeah. And I kind of took liberties with Osiris, with him being as big as he was. I was like, oh, this is how it's going to be. I gave him one for Rob, and I gave him one for me. You know? <laughs> and then he didn't like that too much. And well, that dude was kind yeah. of a cement mixer. Yeah, you know? he, he really was. Yeah. I, I worked him. He was dangerous. No, yeah, I, I he, know slammed, he, got, he slammed the hell. Like, he took care of me. But he didn't I, I also got the FU. I got the FU clothes on after I had you know taken liberties with him. And I was like, all right. All right, I deserved that. Yeah. Uh, I, but I got my shots in. Yep. I got my shots in. <laughs> well, I was almost you 300 pounds at the time. Yeah. And that dude threw me. Like, oh, I, yeah. I had never flown. Oh, he, you flew that very, day. Very unsafe. <laughs> I, I was watching a match with him and one of the uh, the smaller guys. I think it was actually Justin. And I had been away for a very long time because I blew out my knee and I went on to wrestle somewhere else. Right. And then when I, my knee felt better and I wasn't wrestling there anymore, I was like, you know, I'm going to stay close to home. This is right here. I'm going to show up. I showed up and I was sitting out watching the match. And he grabs a hold of this kid from behind and does a German suplex. And he doesn't even pretend to bend backwards. He just grabs him by the hips and throws him up over straight in the air, and the kid landed on his neck. And I was like, holy shit. And everybody was like, I love this guy. And I'm like, okay, he might be a good guy, but he's a fucking cement mixer. Somebody needs to talk to him about it. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because uh, me and him was one one of the first couple matches we were working. And we're in the back, and he's like, Hank, think uh." You could get over for a half and half suplex. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, give you a a half Nelson suplex, exploder kind of yeah. German. Kinda. I'm like, no, I can't <laughs> get over for that. <laughs> like, I for one, you're seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I was worried about. And me getting over him, yeah. it wasn't me getting over. Yeah, because I mean, 
Chris gave me Germans all day long, and, yeah. and I love taking them because you know at first I was like, no, fuck, you're not dropping me on my head. I've yeah. seen you, well, I've Chris, seen you Germans some people take sometimes. Only going two inches in the air, you're like a little <laughs> tall. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he snatches me up in the middle of the match, and I'm like, I told you no, and I elbow him. He grabs me, and makes me go, yeah. and. If, so I you, would, if I wouldn't have got my arms down, I'd have broke my neck because yeah. he was going to drop me straight on my head. Yeah. I wasn't getting away. There's, yeah. something, there's something to be said there in that uh, you guys discussed something in the back. He said you, you said no. He went to do it anyway. That, I mean, that, that right there just proves the point. Oh, and it was in his eyes. It was probably like, oh, he was just afraid, and when he got in there, the adrenaline would be there, and everything would be good. He'll be fine. You can't do that with people. No. You got to you got to take take care of people. You you can't just grab people and throw them. But in the same respect, you also don't have to talk about it in the fucking back so much. Yeah. Because when you think about when Osiris grabbed you up like that, you knew what was going to happen. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I'm not, no, not, no, not this, yeah. no. And you threw the elbows, and he just didn't take it. But if if you were in there with somebody who wanted to be. Uh, or who wasn't in the moment right. like that was, they probably would have took that elbow. Was like, no, nah, he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Took the elbow, staggered out, and put, grabbed something else, or or does, done something else. And that's why I believe that AEW, a WWE to some extent, to a lot of extent, NXT especially, you see these guys look lost. Mm-hmm. And the reason they look lost is unless they know what they're supposed to do next, they can't fucking do anything. So if something fucks sure. up, you'll see somebody fall off of something, and fuck something up, and the first thing they do is get up, and then in the most awkward fucking way possible, try to get in that position again. Yep. It's because they don't know what to do now, because this is what's supposed to happen next. You got to know what you're going to do. Right. It's like color by numbers. You, and they yeah. miss three, you don't know how to get to four. Right. <laughs> Beautiful analogy, color by numbers. That's why I don't like a lot of AEW matches, because they have the same fucking thing in every match. They have the dive that everybody has to yeah, do. Super they kicks. Have, they have the super kicks, the, the, the fucking... <sighs> Yeah, I'm not even. I've been through anybody. Is, this is episode 12. Anybody who hasn't seen epi- or listened to episode one through 11, anybody who has listened to episode one through 11 doesn't want to hear me go on this diatribe again. One so thing I am happy about. Yeah, you've heard me complain a lot about one certain move that I hate. What's up? The Hurricane Rana. Yeah, the Frankenstein. It seems to be disappearing. Oh, does it? Yeah, I, you don't see it all in every match like it yeah. used to be because it's the dumbest fucking move ever. Yeah. There ain't nobody flipping somebody over their head with with two ankles. And yeah. it happened. Yeah. So I hate that move. So we had a little bit of a, a discussion earlier with, uh, um, I, I have an opinion. The opinion is I, if I don't like something, I'm going to tell you I don't like it. If you don't like it, cool. Or if you do like it, cool. Like it. It's beautiful. I don't care. Because however you get your ex, your jollies, get your jollies. But we're watching um, Ray Phoenix and, and Pentagon Jr. And that ends in a um, Canadian Destroyer. And I'm like, I hate that fucking move because it's not because it's not a move. And the hand goes, I love it. It was beautiful. And I was like, okay, looking at it from that way, it's cool. But then I stood up and I said, all right, legit, get that on me right now. Right. Fucking shoot, <laughs> get me right now because you can't do it. It doesn't fucking work. So yeah, it's um, and also we saw uh, just just going off of things that I don't like. Uh, we saw an NXT uh, running Spanish fly onto a group of people, and that's so dangerous. Uh, and it even looks like Jake Atlas may have even hurt himself on that. Yeah. And I hope he didn't because that, that's crazy. Like he everybody could awkward. hurt themselves on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple inches in your head-to-head contact. I mean, that's that's the worst-case scenario. 
and that's not, I don't know if that's where I wanted to go with this, but um, we went from politics to dangerous moves, and I've been talking about dangerous moves for fucking 11 episodes now. So the, uh, the Alex Reynolds shit, man. Yeah. They should just stop the match, honestly, yeah. in my opinion. But I recall tag match when I was still really early in my career, and it was you 2 mm-hmm. Cheese and King, <laughs> Justin and Nate. Right. Randy Nova and Slim. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Brandon, which I can't never remember what. Wild Side, I think. Wild. Yeah. I don't we're remember the Trailer Wild Park Side. Gangsters. Oh, TPG. Yeah, yeah. TPG. That's awesome. <laughs> which was Bill's brainchild. Yes. <laughs> I come we up took with that shit, shit and ran with it, though. Yep. It worked out. <laughs> but uh, I remember you having me and saying, hey, Nate, hit him with the chair. Smack. Didn't tuck my chin, nothing. I get up. Nate's in my face. Turn around. Bill's going to hit you with the chair. <laughs> I turn around. Lights out. Yeah. Lights <laughs> fucking out. I don't, re- I don't remember anything else in the match until I woke up laying in the remnants of a table. Yeah. Only, re- only reason I know anything else about the match is because I had recorded it. Or had somebody record it, and I watched it. Like I didn't remember anything from the time Bill hit me with the chair to waking up inside the remnants of the table. Nothing. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's a, I have a similar story with the twenty five pound baby max. The the only story <laughs> that I tell people when that when they say, "Hey, tell us a story about wrestling." There's so many that I can't tell in that situation. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, like the the. Uh, Joint that we rolled up for with flash powder. Oh, that was, oh, awesome. that was the greatest shit ever. <laughs> gave gave it to uh, a guy that we really didn't appreciate. Rolls it, Royce. Yes, it was Rolls Royce, <laughs> and, and they rolled up, had some flash paper, rolled up a joint. He was wanting to get high with us every week. We never would let him. Yeah. Finally, we're like, "Come on, you can come this time. We, you well, like here? You can light <laughs> yeah. it. This is all you. We'll stand in the semicircle <laughs> around you so nobody sees it. Yeah, like sure that ever it. mattered, <laughs> right?" <laughs> And he lit it up, and it caught fire and blew up in his face, and we all laughed. And he was like, uh, "I think his eyebrows were on fire." Yeah. Oh yeah, he went he home. Him. Yeah. He went home. He went home. He sends him straight off. Yeah, yeah, that shit was great. It was uh, just a little bit of shake and pencil shavings. Yeah, is yeah, what it was, it was what, tobacco. Oh, tobacco. tobacco. Yep. Dude, and flash paper, <laughs> greatest ever. Greatest that a, ever. That was, that was very funny. That and was yes, a good rib. Yes, that was. Yes, that was mean, but. He you deserved had, you had to know him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a he was a leech when it came to us and our safety. It's a lady meetings. had big titties though. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, she did. You remember the day we're all out there and she's wearing that crop top or that uh, tank top, and the baby's got a hold of one of the things and pulling them straight down, and we're all we're all like not paying attention to a fucking word she's saying. We're just like pull, just pull, 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 and she's like every she finally catches it and he looks down and goes uh, and it takes the baby's arm off there, and I was like, no, oh, this isn't right. You don't remember that day because you weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was there. I wasn't there. You weren't there. Yeah, you weren't at that point. I was in the building with the like rest the other families and stuff like that. I was inside the arena part. Yeah, wrestler yeah. wives. Yeah, we were out there. You hated doing that too, being out there with the wrestlers' I don't wives. Like anybody but us. Yeah. <laughs> I took a lot of stuff with me to keep myself occupied. Yeah, yeah. Sheila show up with a big ass bag. Like, what's in your bag? <laughs> oh, I got crossword puzzles, <laughs> and word searches. Yeah, I got some Sudoku. Yeah. 
There's, yeah, there's she some, always staying busy. There's some yarn and a knitting needle at the bottom of this motherfucker too, because I'm, I'm not gonna pay attention to any of these women. Like, that would yeah. <laughs> that would be a crochet hook because I do not know how to knit. Okay, there you go. So I'm, I'm a dude. But, I don't know any of that shit. But I could I could usually crank out pretty good amount of cross or crocheting during the wait time because we'd get there at like. I feel like we got there at like 10 a.m. and the shows weren't we until some, sometimes. Yeah, that was when I cared. That was literally and it got to the point where the shows would start at seven. We get there at seven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, like you remember the days. Like I would call you and be like, "Dude, I'm gonna be there at ten o'clock," and you'd be like, "I'm gonna make it as soon as I can," and you'd show up and then. We'd be there so fucking bored. We'd make up games, like I had a fucking push broom, and you found a roll of duct tape. We were playing ring toss, we're kicking football through the tiles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking up the the other uh, uh, theater side, just kicking footballs and shit. Played. We went out and bought a wiffle ball bat one day. We were all playing wiffle ball and shit, trying to just waiting for the show to start, waiting for the ring to get put up by the by the plebes. <laughs> it showed up. But in all fairness, if I wasn't there, I would have been with Jennifer. That's true. So I. I wanted to be there. So instead of getting beaten up wrestling, you got beaten up at home. <laughs> and, and also, to be fair, if I hadn't been at the building, I would have been doing all of that stuff that I brought with me at, at home. home. That's <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Wondering what I was doing. Because right. right. <laughs> we, we have a, a special relationship. She trusts me, and I don't betray that trust. So, I mean, even though, like, when I used to charge girls – if they were coming back in the back, I would always be sitting by the door. And if they come through the fucking it from the entrance to the back, I'd say you got to show one titty to get back here. <laughs> I, I would every time, and you would be surprised how many girls just went Bloop, and just let it go through. I told her every time, I was like, I'm charging the titty to go through here, and she was, like, are they showing you? And I was like, sometimes. And they're like, she's like, okay. It's like I'm not touching them, I'm not doing anything with them. I said, you got to show one titty to get back here because you shouldn't be coming back here anyway. I mean. That's just the way it is. I'll let you back there if you show a titty. Go ahead. And yeah, that makes me the lecherous old fuck that's sitting back there fucking with people. And nowadays it'd probably get me like fucking canceled or some shit. But I don't care. Yeah, people are sensitive. Even saying it on this, when I first started thinking about this, I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want people to hear that I did that because then I have all kinds of bullshit. If I get a thousand people listen to this because I said some raunchy shit, cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Right? That sounds awesome. And if I I've even started off, the promoter Joe, this guy we're going to call Joe, that was for me to protect the other person because I didn't want the bullshit. Not because I, I want to protect them. Right. Because they did this shit. It's because I wanted to protect myself from them. Right. And now I don't give a fuck. Why, do, why would I ever give a fuck? I don't care. Yeah. Talk shit. Make your own podcast. Tell how horrible I was. I'll come right. on your show and tell you, yes, I was that horrible. <laughs> yes, right? I did that. I was a dick. Yeah. Yes. I will admit to the to, to anybody that listens. <laughs> you, know was, I mean. yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I'll admit to anybody that listens. I was a hard ass. In my Hall of Fame special, uh, acceptance speech, I, I was up there and I said, yeah, I had a hard time with all of you people out there. And you know that I'm a hard person to work with. And that's only because I was passionate about what I did and I wanted it to mean something. Absolutely. So that's that's the truth. That's the same thing with this. I'm passionate about this. I want it to mean something. Mean something. I want somebody to get some entertainment value of it. And if i got to break a few fucking eggs to get there let's make an omelet motherfucker that's the way that's gonna go that's why i think our i think our our kentucky thing has to be around halloween because it fits the theme really well (laughs) bloodbath in kentucky (laughs) i don't want to do it with a guest because it just would take long and and, uh, And especially when he wasn't there if he'd been there but also but it would be good to tell it in front of somebody i hadn't heard it 
That's true. Oh, yeah, because so, you, yeah, you haven't heard the Kentucky story, have you? I heard bits and pieces. Of, <laughs> but he heard it from Joe's yeah, side. Yeah, from Joe's side. Uh, yeah, no, you awesome. haven't heard the story. <laughs> yeah, I'd like story to hear version now. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come back so we can tell the Kentucky story okay. to someone who hasn't heard it. <laughs> Sheila's heard it over and over again. Like, Sheila I'll say, was there. Yeah, I'll tell her, I'll tell her shit, and she'll be like, dude, motherfucker, I was there. Why are you... <laughs> Why are you telling me this? You, I was when you said person B. Like I told the story, everybody in the car was asleep, and I said I looked over here, person A is asleep. She goes, "That's fucking person A." Why are you telling me this? <laughs> so yeah, shit, that shit happened to me. It was a uh, me, me, Justin, and Cody. We went down to Tennessee. I got us all booked down in Tennessee, down Chattanooga, and uh, we. I pick him up in the morning. Cody meets me at the house. We go pick Justin up. We get on the road. No heat in my truck. Oh. None. <laughs> and it was fucking freezing here. Yeah. So I got blankets and shit, blankets over my legs. Cody's got blanket wrapped around him. <laughs> Justin's got shit wrapped around him. Those two's got like an ounce of body fat between all of them. <laughs> right. And uh, they're freezing their asses off. We're safety meeting it up all the way down. We get to the uh, Kentucky-Tennessee border, and it's hot. hot. Yeah. Uh, so we're all like, all right. Threw all the blankets and shit in the back. And uh, we get there. I mean, we made good time on the way there. They didn't fall asleep, not one while Justin did. On the way home, the show didn't get over till God, like 1130 at night. And I look at him on like, you guys are going to have to uh, stay awake. You know, it's 1130 at night, and we're driving straight back to Indiana. Yep. All right, we got you. The fuck you do? We went to the gas station. We got something to drink, and we start driving. Within half an hour, me and Cody have a safety meeting. Them bastards are passed out the whole nine and a half hours home. <laughs> so I cross into Indiana, coming out of Louisville. And I just happened to look down, and my gas light's on. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I must have been in a trance. Didn't even look at the gas, nothing. I was just driving. Asleep. Yeah. Trying to get home. <laughs> yep. And uh, I pull off in Edinburgh. I go in, I pay for the gas, come out, pump the gas, get back in. I look at Cody, and I'm like, bam. Smacked him in the arm. He wakes up, what's going on? What's going on? Where are we? I was like, we're fucking Edinburgh, Indiana. You need to wake up and roll this joint so we can go and make it home. <laughs> All right. So he rolls this joint, smoking this joint. Hour later, we're coming out, out of Indy. And I look back. I have an empty Mountain Dew bottle. Slam that shit in the back seat. Justin wakes up. What's going on? <laughs> like, man, y'all motherfuckers been asleep for nine hours. Wake the fuck up. Wake up. Like, you guys did me dirty. I, not only did I drive nine and a half hours there by myself, I drove nine and a half hours home well, you by myself. Kept smoking the weed with them. Well, <laughs> that's, that's all they woke up for. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Like, motherfucker in the back. <laughs> Rolled up, smoking. Hey, uh, yeah, you pass that back here. Yeah, it was something. He, he was on something else. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, Was that the, the uh, Centiva days? Is that what yeah, that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, wake up, hit it, pass back out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop at the gas station, puke, eat, <laughs> hit it, go to sleep. That's, that's what it was. Every gas stop was. Yeah. So I was like, eh, it is what it is. And then we ended up wrestling in Chattanooga, and he jumps off the top, 
He's like, man, just catch me with the RKO off the top. All right, I'll catch you with the cutter off the top. Nose first straight into the mat because <laughs> he was <laughs> fucked up. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Splashed that son of a bitch oh, across his face. Oh, it is what it is. <laughs> He's like, damn it. His nose is all bloody and shit. I'm like, my bad, bro. My bad. He's like, oh, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. <laughs> He's like, that's a, it was good for that guy. He's like yeah. that chair because um, I had a manager and he hit the chair against the ring post and Justin was playing this uh, war vet. Yeah. And the pal, like overreactor or whatever, had yeah. a spasm. Like flashback. And, yeah. yeah. Come off and I caught him with the cutter. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that trip, that was a good trip though. Like me and me and Justin and Cody, you know, bonded on that trip because, uh, you know, me and Justin always been, always been close. I mean, he was married to my cousin for a time and, you know, he just felt like he couldn't talk yeah. to anybody. So I sat and listened to him talk and I gave my opinion and he took some of the advice. I'm not going to say he took all of it, but he took some <laughs> of it. And uh, that's like, that's the main thing. I was just trying to help him out because I mean, he had helped me out when I didn't have a place to go. I went and stayed with him and Heather, you know, and he helped me out. I figured, you know, Hey, I've known you, you're practically family. I'll help you out. And I gave my, advice and that was that and mm-hmm. cody like we've known cody since he was two yeah like, he's okay. been wrestling since he was two yep. like standing stand so at I the top of the him. ramp with his yep. hand in his diaper whipped out his dick and pissed down the ramp yeah <laughs> yep. two two years old watching that thing I and mean, he's just looking at it was like hi like hi should you be pissing down oh fuck it and i call him i call him nephew i mean he practically is my nephew like that kid i mean he's got He's got potential, but his attitude is what's going to fuck him in the long run. Mm. Sometimes he has, when he's got his head head on straight, he's good. When he doesn't. I've seen his work and it looked good, but he's just so small. Yeah. yeah he needs to eat a burrito or two. I told, yeah. I told him he needs to get on, get on a program and get that shit done. Like build your, build your frame, then put the muscle on. Mm. Like you're not doing anything. All you're, you're going and working out. You know, slinging concrete and shit all day, but you're still small. Like, yeah. you got, you have abs for days, but fuck, well, you can't do shit because you're like 125 pounds soaking wet with a brick in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And everybody's thinking, man, that's not the way that wrestling is now. You can be as little as you want to be and be a wrestler. Not fucking realistically, no, you can't. No, you can't. Not anything that'll make somebody who's not a current pro wrestling fan want to watch it if you, the casual fans that have gone away because they don't want to see this this bullshit like me i'm a casual fan that went away because i don't want to see this bullshit what i want to do is i want to stay commu- connected to the community so i want to put this out so we're putting this out and i'm watching wrestling that i hate right now because i have to to do this and make it topical well even your little guys they look little but they're still 205 pounds right yeah. you know they're not well i mean with the exception of like a marco stunt uh, or um, like the the guy we were watching, um, Rockstar Spud. What the fuck is his name now? Oh, Drake Maverick. Drake, Drake Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, uh, Drake Ma- Maverick. He looks. I bet he's probably one seventy. Well, he's he's got a good muscle tone, and he, he's but he's a really smaller guy. Right. And it makes something, and but the the, thing, the difference is they're using him correctly. He gets in the ring, he's in trouble. 
that's the way that should be. He's up against a grown-ass fucking 300-pound man that's fucking just muscle. He gets in the ring with that. He's in trouble, and he's got a tag team partner he can tag out, and that's a perfect way to use that yeah. kind of guy. Marco Stunt gets in there, and he goes, he's in with Lance Archer, who's a seven-foot-tall monster of a man who they're supposed to be building up, and he goes 15 minutes with fucking Lance Archer. It makes no yeah. fucking sense whatsoever. And yeah. it's and it's move to move. Not even, I hit you with something, now I'm going to run away. And you can't catch me, and I'm just going to keep running away, which is the logical progression of that. And look, Marco's good, but not to hang with Lance. No, like, that should have been 10 minutes tops. Tops. I, I, Maybe seven. Minutes, it'd be like, 10 minutes and nine whooping. and a half minutes of fucking Lance Archer beating the shit out yeah, of him and not pinning him. Yeah. It should have been, Shine. Yeah. Get your ass whooped the rest of the time. Yep. That's what it should have been. And, and if it not never even got to a point. Not even a falsy. Like, I know. There's no reason. It's ass whooping. It's, it's, it not, it's not realistic to have that going. Kenny I mean, Omega's match this last past week. That's yeah. what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been like people going, well, that was just a horrible match. It wasn't. It was fucking. It told a fucking story from beginning to end. I mean, he went through his overall, his overly dramatic and overplayed new entrance right. with dancing girls with brooms just three times longer shit. than the match yeah <laughs> and but he got in he threw the fucking knee he, he did his one winged angel he got the pin one two three that's exactly how that should have gone down against a low card tag team wrestler yep. not just sunny kiss it's not a personal thing against sunny kiss it's a spot in the fucking card right yep. Like Hank was alluding to earlier, you have a fucking progression. Yep. And he saw, okay, at this point, I'm never going to beat that top progression. I'm going to have to figure something else out, and you figure something else out. It's a progression. It's a, it's a where you belong on the card. Can somebody explain the brooms to me? Please? He yeah. was the cleaner. Uh, In Japan, he was the cleaner. Yeah. Okay. So he was. I did not know that. And he kind of dropped kind of dropped that shit when he started coming over here. Yeah, because it wouldn't work. In, yeah. But now everybody's calling for it because they only listen to the non-casual fans, the yeah. ones that are dieharders, and they're listening to those people and saying, oh, well, this is what the people want, so we'll give them what they want. Well, that is what the people want, but it's the people you already have, so what the fuck's the problem? Right. right. You want to get gaining people, nothing from it. You want to get the people back that you've lost or that you don't have that would be into what you can produce. Okay. Well, that makes more sense because I was like, why brooms? Why the brooms? Yeah. Like the IWC and Dave Melter ruined wrestling for me. Okay. Nobody gives a shit about your ratings. Your ratings don't mean shit to me. They don't right. mean shit to anybody. Like, go ahead and rate one of my matches. I'm just going to laugh at you and be like, if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Like, that's, that's, that's the way. It's one person's opinion. Yeah, like, it's like, fuck Dave Melter. Everybody's just, like, oh, Dave Melter. Da, da, da. I don't give a shit. Just I, like I, I said, will yeah. argue with you till I'm blue in the face. Dave Meltzer can go fuck himself. <laughs> but well, just like I said earlier on the show, if you want, if you like something and you get your jollies off of it, cool. That's right. a, that's awesome for you. If I don't like something, you liking it shouldn't sway my opinion. Right. Well, Mel Meltzer likes this stuff, so I got to listen to it. Right. Fuck that. No, I don't give a shit if you give somebody ten and a half stars on a five point scale. If you give somebody ten and a half stars on a five point scale, it's a ten and a half fucking point scale. But either way it goes, if he likes that, cool, that's awesome, and he can put it out there and he can make money off of it because that's what he should do and all that. That's great, and people should enjoy it and they should do that. They shouldn't say, "Well, you're an idiot because Meltzer likes right. it." <laughs> so I'm not an idiot. This is not what I want to see. Right? I don't want to see fucking me in my shadow in the middle of a. Remember that time you're watching the UFC and. Uh, uh, Randy Couture 
kicked Vitor Belfort, and then they stopped for a second, and they started going through like a a, a Broadway play. Number. I don't remember that. Or in between, or in between it matches. Fucking happen. It doesn't fucking let happen. Me step in for, let me step in for real. It doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, it's just not going to fucking go. That's the way it is. It, it doesn't make sense. And if you were putting that shit on you, let's say, let's say you were having UFC match and you put all these things as a fan of watching UFC or boxing or anything like that. Those promos they do where they're talking about how much of a badass they are and how they're going to own this stuff. And then the next guy comes in and he's talking about a badass and how he's going to own this stuff. Would you respect any fucking piece of it if they decided to put on even a, a talent show? No, <laughs> no. And would you would you be like, what the fuck? You would hope like hell that you recorded this so you could fast forward through that bullshit. And if they did it all the time, the show that you do put on better kick fucking ass to make <laughs> right. up for that. AEW show is not going to kick ass to make up for that. It's not going to happen. You are not going to be able to make up for that bullshit that you just put on right yourself. Yeah, I just got a very very funny picture in my head of one of those things where they're facing off with each other for those promo picks yeah and the, them just start <laughs> bursting the song tonight tonight we're gonna fight <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah. see that's that's you hear that indie workers that, that, <laughs> yes yeah. that's that's it that's it that's money yeah you're not <laughs> go ahead you're not going to be able to recover from that when you and, it, and if i start going to an indie show and i hear somebody coming out fucking belting out show tunes it better be their only gimmick. That better be. It better not be a co- cooperation between other people. There better not be like think of think of things that have uh, classically gone wrong and have ruined careers. Spirit Squad, yeah, yeah. ruined careers. The only, I think the only person that really came came out from that was what Nimeth, uh, yeah. fucking uh, Ziggler. Yep, no. Ziggler. I mean, I mean, Kenny for a minute. Yeah, they're right right after they stopped, but Ziggler was yeah. the only one that got to main event status out of that whole shit. Like, and all the rest of the guys is like, you are that dude, and yeah. I'm not fucking hearing it. Yep. You're and never going to go anywhere. I found uh, it's hard for them to even get booked on the indies. Like, yeah. Nobody's like, yeah. Hey, did you notice how yeah, uh, Ziggler looks like a tiny Greg Valentine now? Yes. <laughs> like almost exactly. Hair and yes. all. Weird. Yeah, he went through his, like he went through his stages. It was, oh, he kind of looks like Sean. Oh. Now he's this person. Now he's like Billy Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> now he's Greg the fucking Hammer Valentine. You know, if he starts drinking a little more gin and gets the little fucking gin blossom on his nose, he's Greg. Greg had that. He may not have it now, but he had it when he when we saw him. He had that gin blossom because I think that's what Hammer was aiming at when he was throwing the bunches that made him hide. <laughs> So okay, so so we asked you uh, good the uh, the good the best part of your career the worst part of your career, um, and yeah, and you you said it's the politics is the worst part of your career, and we we hijacked it and talked for forty five fucking minutes it's about okay, that. Though. It's okay though. Yeah. Um, so then let's say uh, what was the best rib you ever saw? I love this question because it's Man. always something different. I think uh, one of them was the atomic setup. That we did. That shit was let's, uh, classic. Let's take a, take a moment to explain atomic sit-up. So an atomic sit-up is when you challenge someone to do the atomic sit-up. And what you do is it's a sit-up where you lay on the ground and you, we take a towel and we put it over your face. And you have to struggle against the towel on your face, us holding the towel down, and do a sit-up. And that proves you're a man. Well, unbeknownst to you, while you're down with a towel over your face, somebody 
half masks their pants and puts their ass crack right up there. So when you actually do the sit up and we let go of you, your at your face goes right into someone else's ass crack, bare ass crack. You get rikishi. Oh, yes. That you get rikishi, but but no thong. Bare, bare, bare ass. No nose right to the button. That's <laughs> that's what an atomic setup is. And, and you saw this. We we performed this on someone. I remember doing it. I remember Charo. Oh, Craig, you did it. Craig, to Craig. Craig. Fuck yeah. And then yeah, Craig. Osiris got Pac-Man. Which that okay. one was great because Pac-Man didn't go wash his face. Nothing afterwards. <laughs> what? No, no. He. Uh, that's yeah, awesome yeah. and it, wait osiris was the was the half master yes he was the one yes, up the top the oh master. my god wow. that was he a training really that was a training should... oh yeah you yeah. may have had to help him out of there <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're gonna have to have the jaws of life for this one osiris big dude yeah <sighs> pac-man and then the one that you got craig with was yeah god so great i never never got it luckily i stopped <laughs> as soon as the towel was like, nah, man. What are you doing? There's no way. Guys, man. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. But no, uh, the best one that I ever pulled was uh, me and Wild Man. We took uh, Matt Columbine and Tyson Judge. You remember Tyson? We took them to Ohio with us. And we were, me and Kenny were going to Ohio every week, I think. And uh, we took them down to, fed down in Cincy and me and Tyson were tagging. Kenny was wrestling Columbine, and we're on our way home. We told him, we was like, look, on a road trip, nobody fucking sleeps. Yep. Everybody stays awake. Everybody talks. We're talking wrestling on the way there, and we're talking about the show and what went good, what went bad on the way home. All right, all right. Go to the show, work the show, have good matches on the way home. We're just north of Dayton, I think. And uh, get behind the semi, and he pulls into the damn rest stop. So we pull into the damn rest stop. They're passed out in the back. Me and Kenny get out, and we go talk to this truck driver. I'm like, hey, we're a couple of wrestlers from Indiana. We got two, two young guys in the back. They're not supposed to be sleeping. If we pull up in front of your truck, will you turn the <laughs> lights on and just lay on your fucking horn? He's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, good. So we fucking pull up in front of him. We give him the thumbs up. He flips his lights on and lays on the horn. Me and Kenny starts yelling and screaming, oh, fuck, we're going to die. <laughs> they wake up, ah. They're going nuts in the backseat. And we stop. We turn around like, you guys are fucking idiots. Stay awake. <laughs> that was it. Rest of the trip, they were awake. They didn't trust us after that for probably a month and a half. Good. They didn't want Good. to go to any shows with us. They was like, "No, we'll, we'll you're drive. Gonna you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna fuck with us again." I'm like, "Yeah, fall asleep, you fall asleep, motherfucker. That's the way it goes." Asleep. So the moral of the story is, young guys, stay awake in the vehicle. Drivers awake, passengers are awake. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it goes. There is no sleeping unless everyone is sleeping. Yep. So don't do that while you're driving. So ba- yeah. <laughs> So basically, road trips are like sleepovers for girls. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. You don't go to sleep in one of those either. Yeah, a lot of the things that wrestlers do are like sleepovers for girls. Yeah, a lot of them. I'll I'll tell a little story that's not even a rib. This is something that actually happened. We had somebody come through town. Uh, well, I just got to use the fucking names. I don't care anymore. It was Blue Meanie 
And at the point, the oh, blue yeah. meanie was there. I know this story. I know this story. He was he he was accompanied by a porn star, yes, Jasmine St. Clair. And one of the guys, and, and this is a really good friend of mine, so I am going to protect him. We're just going to call him Joe. Uh, <laughs> Joe comes in, and uh, he says to me, when Meanie and Jasmine Sinclair are out in the ring, I need you to watch to yell at me if they're coming back. And I was like, okay. And we're in we're in a movie theater, right? So we're up. The, the dressing rooms are up where the projection area would be, yep. where, where you'd be showing the camera down. And there's four of these things. So we've got a big U-shaped thing. And being as uh, Meanie had a girl with him, they, they had their and their fucking guns, which right. a gun is a, a wrestler with a name that will be an attraction. Um, they are dressing in the opposite uh, dressing room around the corner so nobody can see and they've got stuff in the way. So he tells me, you need to watch out because uh, when Jasmine Sinclair and Blue Meanie are out there, uh, I'm going to go sniff her panties. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, because I'm that dude. I'm just like, if you want to do something stupid, I'll watch you do it. And I think he enlisted a couple other guys up there so yep, when this yeah, happened. I was one of those. So many people that I thought this is not going to happen, right? It so, <laughs> so I'm waiting, and we hear the Blue, Blue Meanie's music hit. And I'm looking, there's a small little window that you can see out of. And I've got a video camera on it because I'm shooting, doing the whole shoot, right? And I'm standing up and I'm looking out this little window and I start to think Blue Meanie's really fucking popular because there are so many people looking out this window <laughs> and I look over and they're all looking at me the same way. Like, what the fuck are you looking out the window for? Um, I'm doing this for this guy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing this for? I'm doing it for Joe so he can go sniff this girl's panties. And uh, there's like 15 people at the window just watching this match to yell at yell at Joe, like, Joe, she's coming back, right? <laughs> and he's over there legit fucking rifling through shit, sniffing her panties. And uh, I, 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 I embellished this a little bit, and I, he comes back. This is the embellishment. This did not happen. It's just the way that I thought it would be funny. He comes back. He's like, thanks, guys. That was awesome. We're like, what they smell like? He said, that was good. And the whole time he's scratching his chin. <laughs> but, yeah, that's – I wanted to tell that story. I wanted to get in a Joe story. Um before the Big Joe story, which I promise you will come up uh, because it fits Halloween so well. And it's even part one of a two-part long road trip story that was uh, kind of the worst and best of my life. Worst of all, it was happening best now because we had the story to tell. Yeah, because it, it is a very long one. Uh, I don't want to hype it up too much. I've already hyped it up too much. But, you know, you're going to listen to that. He's like, that was a boring fucking story, dude. I waited for this. <laughs> what the fuck? You've been fucking hyping this up since you started this show, and now you told it. Drop the fuck? fucking ball, man. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Why am I watching this shit? Didn't you, om didn't you almost break one of the fans' noses by doing one of those things? Oh, yeah, and, and uh, Indian arm wrestling. Yeah. He did that thing. Like he was goofing with me, and we're we're out uh, doing a public relations type thing, and he did that thing where you fold over your index finger, and or where you put your index finger down like this, and then your job was to keep him from lifting his finger up. It's hard to do on the rate on the radio, but you your the tip of your finger is pointed down, and he lifts up the tip of your pimp finger, and your job is to keep him from lifting it, and you put a little pressure into it, then he just lets go, and you bam hit your finger on. There and I was like, he did that to me, and he really got me. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting it, 
and I wasn't thinking, hey, this is going to turn out bad, but he really got me. And as soon as he did, and everybody's laughing, I went, oh, Indian, that's Indian arm wrestling. Right. Which Indian arm wrestling is you you take your hand and you make a fist and you put it on the ground on the table like you're gonna arm wrestle, but you turn the knuckles in towards your face. And then I grab a hold with both hands of the other side and you keep me from putting your arm on the ground by applying pressure. Yeah. yeah. So you got this curl on your face and when they get really fucking intense in it, you just let go of the fist and they bust themselves right in the forehead. Well, I did this and I got him and I was like, I was like, you can't see this coming. You just did that to me and you can't see this coming. And he's lost, just fucking lost. And he's like, oh no, I can't see it coming. So I let go of his fist and instead of him rolling up and popping him in the knuckle, it bust, bust him right in the fucking mouth. No, it was, it, uh, it, it was, was Drew. It was yeah, Drew. Yeah. 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 But he bust himself right in the mouth, bloodied his mouth up because oh, he wow. had braces and, and everything. And, I felt really bad about it, but I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got that guy in the face. Oh, that's not his fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got him with one of those. Yeah, that was a fucking weird segue that we well, got, uh, got him with one of those. Uh, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a, those, were, those times were fun, interacting with the fans that way. Like Karen. Oh, t- I, I still, when I see her... Yeah. Jack Hammer. Yeah. Yep. Still. I love and, her. And that's not making fun of her. That's oh, no. how she talked. Yeah. I mean, she, she was a... Uh, toss my salad, Jack Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> toss my salad. She really loved Bob. Though. I know. She was all kinds of into My Chris. pussy photo for you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she would say that kind of stuff, and, he, and he'd be like, oh, that's Karen. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Karen. <laughs> it is Karen. Yeah. She, she found out I was wrestling at ICW, and she started coming really? every every damn month. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I went to them shows in my venue, yep. she was there. Yep. And Always. Jack Hammer. Yep. yep. Hi, Karen. That was how what's, what's up, Karen. They even, dude, that, the promoter Joe did a fantasy camp and brought her in. I'm like, you're just seeping the money from this girl. And, uh. Yeah, there's there's no reason, but we actually did have a mentally uh, handicapped person wrestling for us. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, people point to Eugene on WWE. You're like, well, yeah, Eugene is like Eugene was not mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. He was just playing it on TV. Yeah. This guy was gone. Yeah, he really wasn't right. <laughs> and he was a wrestler, and we had to wrestle him. And sure did. It was uh, sometimes not fun. I never did. I, I, I think that I, I was in there. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they were like, who's going to wrestle Snake? And we were like, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In, in defense of that, I, I took care of him. Yeah, I took yeah. care of him, and right. he beat the shit out of me sometimes. But, you know, yeah. I made sure His that heart he, was all in it. He just, oh, yeah. yeah. He was had just no business bold. being there. Right. I but, remember when he about broke Justin's leg in the fantasy camp. I remember that. I, I was done with the fantasy camp the first day that I saw it and did not come back to it. I don't recall. I remember going. I remember going. I don't think I was there much. Yeah. Well, there's the one at the theater, which that's the one that Snake and Karen both did. And there was one. I didn't do the one. On the one at the second. Yeah. The, one the, at the, the pizza place. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I didn't do that one. Yeah, I, I actually came in a little late on the pizza place. I, I was there when they first started to move everything. And then I, we had, because I had my Loser Leaves Town match against you, against Hammer yep. at the theater, like right before we went. Because I was like, done. My right. legs shot, my back shot. 
and I just didn't want to be there anymore. Um, so like, I'll, I'll go out and hurt myself to do this, but I'm not going to hurt myself to do it here. Um, so I said, you know, I, th- I think I'm done. And, uh, we had, I had that, uh, loser leaves town match where you flip me up over outside through a table and, uh, people were like, what? And I'm like, what? what? He's fucking legit force. What are you talking about? He's done. All right. I'm done now. Um, then I went and started trying to do some stuff in Ohio and, uh, around other areas. But yeah, I, you guys moved to that place and it was almost a year or so before I came over there. And then I came up, I didn't really do much there. So I didn't really care to. I really liked the place. We had some good matches there. Yeah. Me and you. I remember the one time uh, me and you got up on the second rope. What, we pilmanized your head. No, 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 no. Oh, that wasn't it? No, the, it, this was bef- right before that part. Okay. Uh, it was me and you, and I think I went over in the match, but you got up, you was like, double X handle. Yeah. All right. So I fucking take my take my bump. You clear up on the second. You go to come off, and the ropes break. Oh yeah, yeah. And you ate shit. And yeah, I think yeah. I just pinned you off of that. Yeah, because that's what you do. It's like you yeah. you actually sell the ropes broke, and you took a fall. That was a yeah. theater, wasn't it? No, that was shit. that was a pizza place. Yeah, that was, was uh, yeah, that was thirty fourth. Yep. That was when the fucking like. Oh, you and Dan broke the ring in theater. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that that was my first actual match at that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to come and do this. Yeah. And then that's when I lied to promoter Joe. And, you know, I wrestled Hammer and Hammer kicked my ass. And <laughs> then I started training. Sounds about right. He's <laughs> like, let me, let me throw, let me throw some punches in here. This this guy is not reacting to punches. All right, potato time. <laughs> Let's tater this up a little bit here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple punches, a clothesline, and a hammer palm, and that was it. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. That sounds, that sounds I'm not giving you much, kid. Yep. One of your one of your Chris most memorable matches for me was also in the one on 34th, and it was you wrestling Justin because Justin needed to be gone for a bit. Uh, oh, and I had out. to take him out. That's when uh, I came yeah. out. I got into it. You we were friends, but I'm like, that's my cousin, and you, were, yeah. you hung him by the rope. Yep. I remember yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah. That, one, that, one, I, that one sticks in my head a lot. Because it, I had one, to do, that was one I had the chain wrapped around his neck, and he crawled into the rafters, and I jerked him yeah. out of the yeah. rafters onto the table. Yeah. 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 That one got me. Yeah. <laughs> that was also the one where I convinced him, because he's a crazy dude, yeah. I convinced him to get me in the sleeper. And guys nowadays don't know how to, fucking sell a sleeper right. you go fast when you get in the sleeper you fucking grab you swing you go and then you slow down yeah you're like oh and then you slow down I, forever we that's what we would do when we get in the sleeper just do just the great radio only like four of us yeah but all four of us that had were in the inside joke just always if you want to see what it looks like go get go watch honky talk versus like fucking somebody does a sleeper Brutus will do the sleeper. Fucking Roddy Piper did the sleeper. Just watch him. Just watch how he sells it. That's what we're talking about. Uh, But yeah, it's like he got me in the sleeper and then I bounced him off the turnbuckle and he goes, that's how you're going to break it? And I'm like, no. And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not going to break it bouncing off the turnbuckle. Keep on the turnbuckle. And he goes, huh? And I said, yeah, I'm going to go into the the center of the ring. I'm going to go down to one knee like I'm going to go out. And then the ref's going to hold my hand up and I'm going to stand up. And then I'm just going to take a flat back bump with you on my back. Anyway, this. <laughs> I, I can do that. <laughs> and I was like, 
Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> Wasn't that always his answer pretty much? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Let's when I said it. earlier, you always, do, you don't talk it through in the back. You, you may misconstrue what I just said was, well, you were talking it through in the back. No, we were talking over a spot. We weren't yeah. talking over the fucking match. Right. We're okay, we come in, we lock up, I'm going to take your arm on the floor. No. You're not going to do that. You should know that shit already. If, if you don't know that shit already, get the fuck out of the business. Amen. Um, but, you know, I was like talking over a spot. That was a spot we were going to do. And the thing where I pulled him out of the rafters with the chain around his neck was not my idea. It was his idea, it which was. I feel was far more dangerous than me taking the flat back bump All right. with him on my back. I think that the flat back bump hurt more, but danger is him coming off of that. I mean, rafters... Oh, yeah coming all the way down come to think of it you had a problem trying to hang people did i yeah you hung joe too yeah well, he, he sure deserved did. every fucking ounce of that <laughs> yeah i think he had that one <laughs> well, i didn't i didn't really hang him as much as i fucking i wrapped the velvet rope around his neck grabbed one side of it threw him in he got halfway through and i just jerked that motherfucker and he that almost killed me like yeah i don't really care like i know i'll try harder <laughs> next time <laughs> i don't really care i just got off of being fucking unconscious from you yeah <laughs> fuck you Anyway, Joe's a fucking excellent story. <laughs> that is an excellent story. I'm I remember my first match with him, that yeah. son of a bitch. We're in the back. He's like, we're going to lock up, do this and this. And then the power bomb. Then I'm going to power bomb you. <laughs> yeah. I said, he no did that. the fuck you're not. I am bigger than you because I was big. I was like 320 back then. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're like 185 pounds. You're not lifting me up in power bomb. But I'm the vet, and you got to listen to him. I said, I'm not doing that shit. And do you think it happened in the match? Fuck no, it didn't. Because he went to go for it. I dropped to a knee and low-blowed his ass and rolled out. Yeah. Fuck him. So so Fuck that him. was how, that was his, like, it was my job to evaluate him as a wrestler. Right. And that he had brought his friend in, and I said, well, get in there and show me what you got. And we just walked away from the promoter saying, Bill, go go evaluate what's right. going on. And he goes in, they lock up, he, kick, he break out of the lockup, he kicks the guy in the gut, he power bombs him, gets a two count, they both stand up, they face off. I'm like, stop, <laughs> just fucking stop. Oh, my God, just stop, stop. That stop. was when Hellraiser was trying out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that was his buddy. That was his buddy yeah. that he brought in. And then call he kept it, doing call this. it Mr. T. And then he kept doing this <laughs> this fruity roll up thing where his arm ended up between the uh, other guy's yeah. arm ended up between his leg and he acted like it was a penis and okay, I was like shit. what there's no reason for that man that's just not ugh. not saying this is a family show but I don't need to see that right yeah that was it was I thought I always thought it was dumb one of the lo- one of a long run of people that came in and we said they said they were trained and we said who would you train with and they said a name and I went no you weren't yep <laughs> is that uh, AAS yeah, Adrian Street. Adrian Street is what what he said. He was. Yeah. Uh, I was like, no, you weren't. You don't know fucking Adrian Street. Right. Shut up. Or if you did, Adrian Street was running his school. Like fucking run that school. I'll be over here. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Be. <laughs> and that's okay if he did that, that. That's all him. But this is this is what winter. We asked you the three questions, and you answered all of them. Great, because you're the only person that could answer them. So that, that's 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 awesome. Really love to hear. Like I always want to hear a road story. I always want to hear the, a rib story. I always want to hear best best accomplishment, worst accomplishment, because those are the greatest stories for me. 
anybody that's been in the business, and I think a lot of the people that are really into what's going on now where the documentaries, I mean, you see Ride Along on the network right. where you're watching these people actually ride into the venue and how much fun they Just have. having conversation. We had fun. I mean, we're going to say shitty stuff because those are the funniest ones to say. I mean, if anybody says, yeah, we all sang like fucking Backstreet Boys on the way down, it's okay, that's a funny song, but it's not as fucking funny <laughs> as all these motherfuckers right. were asleep and we had a guy blast a fucking horn at him. <laughs> so... That those are great stories. Yeah, we were assholes, but eh, what's up? No, I was singing a Backstreet Boys. Oh, you were doing your on my fire thing. Yeah, I would like to. uh, I just want to put out there that my favorite Mm storyline was the RCW up in South Bend, and me and the kid that was their first champ. We had a big ass feud, and at that time, I was married to. We'll call her the slut. That'll work. <laughs> and uh, the daughter, my my stepdaughter at the time was my was my valet. Uh-huh. And you know the kid I'm working, he's sixteen, seventeen at the time, and she was thirteen, fourteen. So she had an infatuation. Okay. So we're working up to the cage match, and she ends up flipping. And oh, Dad, I'm pregnant. And oh, he's the dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Kick her in the gut. Give her a damn package pile driver. I proceed to climb to the second rope and come off and double stomp abortion. Oh, my Dude. God. Oh. Yeah. Like, wow. The promoter was like, are you sure you want to do that? Everybody's going to try to kill you. I said, hell, yeah, I want to do that. Give me that heat. White hot smoke. Oh, dude, white hot And uh, we end up working up to that. He come out and beat the shit out of me with a chair, I think, after it happened. And we worked up to the cage match. And Sierra, she was gone for, fuck, three weeks, yeah. three shows or whatever. And he's getting ready to crawl. He crawling to the door. Here she comes. Everybody goes nuts. Yeah. Oh, she's coming to save him. Hell no, she ain't. Slam the door head. on his head. Yeah. Pick him up, package pile driver on the stack of chairs. That's and awesome. Great shit. And then uh, I remember you guys talking about wrestling the uh, the blow-up doll. Well, at RCW, I had on one, one of the previous Yeah, episodes. I think I was basically we were talking about Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, God. yeah. Well, I thought I was like, who the fuck? One of the, <laughs> did you wrestle a motherfucker? <laughs> me, uh, me and the second ex-wife, uh, she actually had a... What are we child. calling her? Um, We'll just call her Baby Mama. Oh. Baby Mama, all right. Baby Mama. Just like her. Be, <laughs> throw, throw some respect on that. Yeah, we're, respect on that. Yeah. Um, I got I to gotta fucking visit, so... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> right. We're cool now. I got gotcha. you. We worked all our stuff out, and uh, she had a John Cena cardboard cutout. And this was when I was doing my one of my retirement bits, and uh, and set up this gauntlet match at RCW. And they was like, "Well, who holds in this gauntlet match?" And I was like, "This person, this person, this person, this person, and John Cena." And they was like, "What do you, what do you mean, John Cena?" I said. John Cena. They was like, John Cena. (laughs) Dude, they announced it. His music, everything. And this kid brings this John Cena cardboard cutout out. The crowd loses that shit. I ate that shit up for five minutes. Whooped that cardboard cutout's ass. And then 
proceeded with the rest of the match. But yeah. everybody's like, hey, we thought that was going to be stupid as hell. But that was great. That was gold. Everybody loved it. I said, yeah. And the best part was they were cheering me beating up the cardboard cutout. That was the greatest <laughs> part of the whole match. Right. Well, even as cardboard, they can't stand John Cena. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at that time, that was that was the – everybody wants to see CM Punk. Nobody wants to see right. John Cena and shit. Yeah. But, uh, one more RCW story. Sure. It was uh, – me and Mike King were tagging at the time, and a lot of people don't know this, but Ruby Riot, I was one of her earlier matches, and she was tagging with the, with the promoter. We're going to call him – Mr. B. Mr. B. He's tagging with Mr. B, and they're supposed to go over in this tag tournament. Well, the tag tournament happens, and me and Mike King are like, what are you going to do when we just roll you up? Because, you know, it was supposed to be a draw or whatever in this tag tournament. It was like, you wouldn't do that. So he's nervous as fuck the whole time. Mike King's in there with Ruby, rolls her up right off the bat, yeah. and he's on top. Yeah. He's got the leverage. Holding her down. She's like 110 pounds. And he's just looking. We're both looking at Mr. B, and he's just like, you mother. <laughs> he comes in and breaks it up. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks, or a couple of shows, I should say, and uh, we're all in this battle royal. Well, in the back, I'm like, you know, Ruby, when uh, I'm just going to go out there, she's supposed to be in there till the end. I'm just going to go out, and I'm going to backdrop her over the top rope. Somebody didn't like this. <laughs> And I go out there and I attack her. You know, I'm I'm like your top fucking heel. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to go for the, the girl, girl. Yeah. and eliminate the girl. Yeah. So I grab her and I'm hitting her and uh, choking her on the second. I'm like, I'm going to flip you out to the apron. Stop me. Okay. I flip her out to the apron. She was supposed to kick me. I was going to go away. Right. No. She grabs a hold of me by the back of my head. And yeah. starts paintbrushing me <laughs> in the face. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. I was just trying to be, you know, trying to be a badass heel. Right, right, Get right. rid of you. Yep. I know you're supposed to be in there till the end. Right. I'm not an idiot. Well, I'm over with somebody else, and they got me down the corner. Her boyfriend at the time slides in. Out of nowhere, I get booted in the fucking mouth. Yeah. All right. He's stomping the shit out of me. Oh, I don't like what you did to, to, to so-and-so and what you did to her was bullshit as he's chucking me in the corner. Right. I let it go. He goes over, starts having his way with Mike King. Yeah. What the fuck Wait are you a minute, doing? Let's, let's not having his way with Mike King. Well, no, not like that. <laughs> I don't know what kind of show yeah, you were on, he's, bro. He's, <laughs> taking, he's taking liberties with yeah, Mike King. Got you. Tommy Gage is in the match. He's taking liberties with Tommy Gage. Yeah. I'm like, middle of the grabbing, go to the corner. I hit one hand. Are you fucking done yet? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I'm done. <laughs> All right. I see it happen one more time in the middle of a battle royal. Yeah. Fuck this shit. I get out. Don't eliminate myself. Right. Get out in between the middle. I go to the back. I grab a chair. I turn around, the locker room that's already out of the match, or not in the match, yeah. standing in front of me. Yeah. I said, "One, either you're going to move, or I'm going to hit every single fucking one of you on my way back out. Yeah. Red Sea. <laughs> I go out there. He's taking liberties with somebody else. Yeah. I go from the ground 
around, bring the chair up, smack him in the back of the fucking head. Yeah. He drops like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. I get in there, start doing what I do. I just say, fuck it. I get up. I leave. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Like, but yeah, forever, Ruby fucking hated me. <laughs> I mean, I was being a, I was a dick. But yeah, you were supposed to be. But I was supposed to be. And she never let me explain after it happened. Yeah. She wanted to blow it up more than it was. Yeah. But, you know, me and her, we, we're on talking terms now. I yeah. mean, everything's been forever ago. But, yeah. I mean, even if she hears it, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to. I was just being a dick, being Good. a heel. Yeah, it is what it is. We like riots listening to this. Yeah, it's probably. Not. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have an in, I guess, because uh, one of our favorite people is from the same hometown as she is, and they know each other pretty well. And maybe, maybe she will listen to it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he'll be like, "Hey, uh, maybe he's listening. He's not listening to this. Fuck it. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this. Hey, we're doing this for ourselves. It's we're professional wrestlers. We we'll do it for six people, and we'll know all those people. Yep, it's fine. We're good with that." It's uh, hour 33. We, we got to wrap this guy up. We've had uh, Hank Calhoun on. Uh, thank you for coming, bud. Thank hey, you for thanks coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I will say that that, em- that chair is empty every week. And anytime you want to fill it, that's awesome. You got to come back sometime before Halloween. Oh, Halloween so we is have next, week. next yeah, week. Oh, shit. It's actually next Saturday. Oh, yeah, shit. If I'm not going to be able to make God it. God damn it. We got to <laughs> tell that story. Uh, and I want to tell it to somebody who, who we can do it. Um, well, well, Thanksgiving is going to be a bloodbath this year with everything going on in the world. So, <laughs> that's right. We got to get him back in here before he has COVID from Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, um, or, or I'll have it from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we'll. Uh, we're I was gonna wondering go. how Halloween was going to work this year. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Uh, we've already said everything that we've got to say. Um, this is the part where Bill rambles. Or Grizz, or whatever you will fucking call me. I don't care. Um, and then I point the hammer. It's like, hey, you got something to wrap it up. I'm sure you're ready to say something because you're never at a loss for words. My tag team partner, Hammer. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we will see you again next week. Have a happy Halloween. Till then, hammer down. <laughs>